started here. This is the second portion. I'm with Big Nick in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And we're talking about um, how video is used, how powerful the tool is, and how he's changed uh, how people think, how the law enforcement think in this area, how uh, his community and kind of thanks him for what he does. All with the power of video. <laughs> yeah. What do you think... Um, you, when you use this tool, this this video tool, whether it's you're recording on a phone or a, a camera, but you're basically using this um, a smartphone with a recorder on it, um, what do you think that law enforcement's most afraid of? Because, first of all, are they afraid? And do they change their demeanor when they know they're being recorded? What changes when all of a sudden they up he's recording? It depends on the cop. You have three different categories. Well, I have three different categories of cops. You have the ones that really want to make a change in society. Then you have the type that only wants to be a cop because it gives them a sense of power. Then you have the the uh, the paycheck and pension cops. The paycheck and pension cops are the worst. They're the absolute worst ones. The they only here for a paycheck and pension. You know, they 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 would do anything just so you can leave them alone, right? Um, <laughs> excuse me. So, so they're they're there strictly for the job. For the job. And not in a sense to be a public servant because no. it's there. I mean, what's the motto to protect and serve? Absolutely. Right? That's what they put their hand on the Bible. You Absolutely. Know? Uh, and so. You're there, you're thinking to yourself, there's some of them there that are to collect a paycheck and wait to the, to their getting their, their pension paycheck when they retire. Okay. Absolutely. Paycheck so what are, what are those guys like? Those guys are, those guys are smug, uh, condescending, um, vindictive, because you force them to work. So even if you're 100% right and you force them to do their job, they're going to always remember you and it's going to always be, you know, they're not going to represent their department in the best light. So do you find younger officers just as ignorant or do you feel a younger officer knows exactly what you're doing and he, they realize that that you're not you're absolutely not breaking any laws. You're, that's your right. Do, they, do you feel that a younger officer uh, accepts what you're doing, or is he, or is this a matter? This is going to be. This is going to be. And if you notice, all of my, all of my questions, I'm sorry, all of my answers have been trying to to eliminate the whole ethnicity. Thing. Okay. Yep. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna use it this way in the breakdown of the younger officers. Younger officers of color understand. They get it. They get it. Younger white officers, they have something to prove. They want to be chief one day. They want to impress the captain or the sergeant. They want to be a part of the club. So they come out and they try to assert some authority that they believe they have that they don't. And those are the ones that give me 300,000 views on a video because I'm not backing down. And it's only so much that they can do. 
right? And when you cross what you can do, you're breaking the law. So you're going to cost the city some money, and you're going to cost yourself a job. What do you think the future holds for these organizations that are opposed to what you do, like, say, government facilities? What Do you do you think eventually they'll either put up signs and, and say, you, you, you know, there's absolutely no recording in here, which... It wouldn't mean anything. It wouldn't mean anything? No. Or do you think that at some point you're going to walk in there and they're just going to be like, hey, what's up? Because what I notice is, as soon as the camera's recording, what do we hear behind the counter? You can't film here. What are you doing? I'm calling the police. So do you think that's going to change over time? Or is that going to just continue on like that? There's only one place that can make that change. City Hall. He's the end-all, be-all. Oh, really? He's the end-all, be-all. If it's, not, if it's a city agency, he's the end-all, be-all. If it's a federal agency, the elected officials are the only ones that can make the change. So, Nick, let me ask you this. Do you feel that you can actually fight City Hall? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the old saying is you can't fight City Hall. And you can't. Well, Nick just picked up his cell phone to show me that's, that's his weapon of choice, which is, it's as you can tell, it's, I mean, it's, it's only a weapon if you perceive it as a weapon. Absolutely. And the ones I, so this is my opinion, the ones who are doing wrong are gonna look at that as a weapon. The ones who are doing right will embrace, Absolutely. will embrace what you're doing and go, you know what, I don't have anything to hide because I'm doing the right thing. Absolutely. Do you know a cop's worst, worst enemy? I is a bad cop. A bad cop. Criminals or people of abuse don't see the abuser if they're in the if they're in the system if they're in the uniform. I don't see. I don't recognize your face. I recognize your uniform. So if you've abused me enough, next time I see that uniform, I'm so. I don't care about who's in it. I just see the uniform. Right. So you could be. The, the best community cop ever. Come by, get the kids, lollipops every day, help everyone with their groceries, pay for someone's yard to get cut. But because this guy's constantly kicking this other guy in the head, he get fed up. Next time he see that uniform. So it's very much like when when the when the military go into these countries and they're like, we need to we need to win over the hearts and minds of these people. But if you get one bad guy that's going in the same village right. and doing bad things. Dan, there's there's no trust whatsoever. Now I'm a military guy, so this is a <laughs> this is one of those I'm gonna talk out of both sides of my mouth on this one. I understand how mad people can get from drone strikes at a wedding procession procession, right? Because there was kids there, there was old mothers there, fathers there that had nothing to do with that terrorist, but they perished with them. On the other side, you know this guy's a terrorist and you're embracing him in your community and he's killing the world. So I talk out of, you know, I can understand and I'm sorry, but again, I'm not sorry. You know, because um, they knew Charles Manson was a bad guy. And they still chose to be with him. So what do you want me to do? You know? (laughs) Okay. Do you think we're going to see permanent changes in city employees? Do you think there's going to be a time where where everything changes? Or is this going to take years and years for them to finally realize that... They do work for you. Right, right. I don't think it's going to take years and years. I think it's going to take 
a few more subscribers than what I have now because I'm noticed now because I have over 100,000 subscribers that keeps an eye on public officials, not across the world, in Fort Lauderdale, right? That's what a one uh, percent uh, of the voting base, probably you can say, you know. And they they recognize that I get respect now. So it's not going to take years and years. It's just going to take someone. At first, I used to think I was going to have to become a martyr. That is how serious I was about this. That I was going to have to become a martyr. But my perseverance. My continuation, my not willing to give up, has changed it. So I don't feel like I have to be a martyr anymore because now these people understand that there's people out here like me that's going to hold them accountable with the video camera. And so they're slowly but surely changing. I used to go in the post office. Cops come on federal property. Cops are ignorant to the federal property laws make me leave post office. Now when I go to the post office, the employees still don't know their own policy. They call the cops. The cops tell them to call the postal inspectors now because now I've educated the cop to, you don't have jurisdiction here. Hmm. They don't. Okay. I mean, you can stop an active crime, but you can't come in and enforce a law on a federal property. Right. Right. So you have to call the postal inspector or the postal police. So that has changed that I know that I've made. I have videos proving it where I was escorted out, and now I'm getting a handshake. Have a good day, Big Nick. So that has changed that I have shown that, and like I said, I've, I've spoken with the, with the mayor, I've spoken with the under mayor, I've spoken with commissioners, the chief of police, so they know who I am, they're aware of what I do. When I first started, I was a part of the morning muster. I was a part of the morning roll call. At the end of the um, roll call, he was, the sergeant would tell him, don't forget, Big Nick is out there. And these, this is first-hand knowledge from people that was in the roll call telling me, hey, man, you came up a roll call today. <laughs> you know what? And just by that, man, maybe I shouldn't do that because I don't know. This guy might be across the street recording me. That's enough to change stuff. Okay. So it all comes back down to the camera. It's not me. I want to say one. It's them, <laughs> themselves. Is knowing the law powerful? Absolutely. Knowing your rights are more powerful. In America, there's two things that are completely backwards. America has a tendency of vilifying or making sex taboo, but it also has a way of promoting vanity, right? So when you come in with the camera, I don't know. I don't know if it's ignorance of the law, or is it just plain vanity? I don't want to be on camera. You can't record me without my consent, because you don't feel like you're looking your best, probably. So it might be vanity that these people don't, because you'll be surprised. Like I can be recording this way, right? For I know it's audio, but I'm. Imagine me just pointing so, away so from you. Basically, Nick is demonstrating how he basically holds a video camera, whether it's a full-size video camera or a cell phone. Oh, right. And I can be uh, pointing the camera in the opposite direction of everyone in the room, and there's going to always be one person to come up and say, hey, I don't want to be recorded. But they walk right up to the camera and tell me they don't want to be recorded. You know, and so to me, that there is just basically... 
I don't like what you're doing, so I'm going to tell you you can't do it, and I'm going to tell you that I have a right not to be recorded, but you don't have a right to record. It's the other way around. I have the right to record. You don't have the right not to be recorded. How are your videos help the audience that, that you serve and you have? So has anybody called you up and said to you, you know what, um, I watch these videos, or how, how, is it, how has it helped your audience in any way? All the time. All the time. Uh, I just posted a video on my YouTube channel um, where this guy got pulled over for going under the speed limit, for not speeding on the highway. He was doing five miles under. Speed limit was 70, he was doing 65. Cop pulled him over. Because he watched my videos, he knew his rights. He stood firm, you know, with the cop. And then he immediately contacted me and sent me the video and wanted me, he said, I want to be an education. I want to be a testament to what you have taught. And I put it out to the world and a great response in the video. So I get all the time, I can show you letter after letter or email after email where people are contacting me, letting them know that they didn't know their rights and start studying up on it because of my videos and it's helped them out of so many tough situations. Why do police state things that aren't true, such as you're breaking HIPAA laws? Ignorance. Policy. You don't have a release. Policy. You can't film in this building. Well, you don't have a a release. That derived from watching too many television shows. You can't record in this building. It's just they feel like they own it. Do you think they're uninformed? Yes. Are they just making this stuff up? 70-30. Making it up to uninform. Any examples of that? Worst, Uh, Worst case scenario. Meaning? So you're going to take me back. Well, there was this time when... Okay. Oh, wow. Um, elected official, sheriff, his deputy. I'm at the United States Post Office. I meet the sheriff outside because they call him. I meet him outside. I tell him what's going on, who I am, what I do. I also want to take him inside and show him the authorization. I did that. Pointed out the authorization to him that I'm allowed to do it. I told him, um, besides... You know, I can't be trespassed from public property if I'm not breaking the law. You know what the cop told me? I'm not sure if this is public property. The United States Post Office, the cop wasn't sure if it was private or public property. So he's uninformed. He's a cop. He took an oath to the Constitution. You don't know that the United States Postal Service is owned and operated by the people of this country? That is federal property? There's no... Show me Mr. Federal. If you don't believe it's public property, show me Mr. Federal. There is no Mr. Federal or Mrs. Federal. Right? So, <laughs> so yeah, those type of ignorant behaviors. Um, a video that's actually going viral for me now that I did about a week ago. This cop, I quoted the penal code, Florida penal code 901.151. That states the only time I need to show ID. Breaking the law, about to break the law, or have broken the law. That's the only three times I need to give ID. I read that penal, well, I didn't read it. I recited that penal code to a sergeant, an undercover detective sergeant. And I'm going to show you for yourself. 
I'll let you see this for yourself. So now Nick has grabbed his uh, <clears throat> video recording device, a.k.a. the cell phone, and he's going to show me. And I've been through about 20 cell phones. That's the reason I still have this cracked up one, <laughs> because I'm tired of paying five, $600 for cell phones. I'm going to let you hear what the cop says. This is the interaction I have with this police officer. You know you're obstructing my investigation. Huh? No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. You're running your mouth. We're looking for a bad guy. What's your name, well, sir? I'm way over here. What's your name, sir? I'm way over here. I'm nowhere near your investigation. You chose to come talk to me. What's your name? What is your name, sir? What is your name? What is your name, sir? Emerson? Yes. What is your badge number? I don't have a badge number. Let me see your ID, sir. Can I get my ID? I haven't broken the law. Florida Penal Code 901.151. Don't make up. What's your name, baby? So how did that turn the out? The cop told me, I read the penal code, well, I recited the penal code. Okay. The most important penal code that cops deal with is getting an ID, right? The first thing they ask you for is your ID, so you definitely should know the penal code. I, I recited it to him, and he told me don't make up penal codes. He didn't even know the penal code. But yet still, he came over to demand my ID with his authority, perceived authority, that he thought he had. So you don't know a law that you're enforcing, but you're going to use some authority that no one's giving you to force me to fork over my Fourth Amendment right to you. How did that turn out? Oh, he walked away, tail tucked. As a matter of fact, I got a phone call from a sergeant. I'm not going to say his last name. A sergeant with the Fort Lauderdale Police Department whose internal affairs invited me to come down and file a complaint on this cop because they watched my video because this cop was so egregious and number one he was looking for a guy that ran out of a stolen car or whatever the case may be about four blocks away from where this incident happened at and he knocked down someone's fence looking for the guy without permission knocked the fence down this police officer busts down a private residence fence i got it on camera okay right and not a problem well it is a problem because the guy ran four blocks away. So now you're crossing territory where you can just go to anybody's house now because you're looking for someone. You have no idea where he goes, so you can just come on anybody's property. Pushes the gate down. So when he's coming out, I'm like, hey, you gonna leave a note? You gonna let him know you destroyed their property? He told me to mind my own business. So he went on by his way. When he came back closer, I repeated, make sure you leave a note. He got pissed off, came back, and that's where that interaction started. Um, so the way he handled me, the way he talked to me, the way he tried to intimidate me, plus the gate fencing, the city of Fort Lauderdale, cops watched my videos. The internal affairs guy saw it, called me, and asked me to come in and file a complaint. So, so that's the power of video. That's the power of video. Again, somebody's head has to roll. And it's not going to be the chief. And it's damn sure not going to be the mayor. Which way do crap roll? Downhill. <laughs> are the cops, are the police less aggressive when they see multiple auditors like yourself? So if you showed up by yourself... Explain what that's like, but if you showed up with a group of people who do what you do, have you showed up other than by yourself? Yes. So, so take me through that. So, okay. And again, I'm all these encounters that I'm telling you about. They're way back in the past because now I'm Big Nick. 
you know? <laughs> I was like, I was just a, uh, I was just an a-hole with a camera then. <laughs> now I'm Big Nick. So back then, when I would go by myself, the first thing they would do, they would get close enough on my, in my face to intimidate me where I could literally tell what they had for dinner last night, you know? Um, they would do that. They would gang around me. They would, I have one video where it's like 14 cops just to a man with a camera. 14 cops does intimidation. Um, but as I grew and people started to come work with me, whenever I was in a crowd or with a group of people, not once I've been asked to leave, not once I've been intimidated, not once have anybody tried to basically violate my rights. So yes, crowd is better. A crowd is better because there's more eyes, there's more testimony, there's more affidavits, sworn affidavits. So yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, is there anything else that you would encourage a young person to do uh, using video? So, um, again, the, the whole purpose of this is to educate my audience that's listening to this that with an effective video, whether it's shot on an iPhone or shot professionally, it's an extremely powerful tool. Yes. And my job is to educate my audience as to why they should start embracing video and using it to have a positive change. Yes. And so the types of videos that I produce are for corporations. They, they, they hire us, we write a script, and they're very well scripted. It's not so much, you know, reality television. You're a spin guy. Exactly. Right. <laughs> so we kind of blend everything together right. and... Uh, and basically edit a very specific message. Right. And it's a very powerful tool. So uh, so that's how I make a living by producing these effective videos. And you use a tool, uh, which is basically a smartphone, to record reality, to record things that are not scripted, to record things that are showing whether they're doing right or wrong it's 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 sort of like this it's this almost well i use a cell phone as my vibranium shield this is my captain america shield that's you know great um, way to explain it you know uh the educational purpose is yeah that's that's there but it, it is my ultimate protection this is, I have a, a camcorder as well. I have a Canon camcorder. And I call my camcorder, well, I call my cameras curriculum. It's a weapon of mass destruction. It kills careers. But I don't do it, you do it. I just capture it. So this is literally my bulletproof vest. Right here, this is, people in my comments on my videos all the time say, how do I walk around with these big balls? Because I have this. I'm invincible with this. I'm Superman with this. And, and note that Nick is simply holding up his iPhone. Yeah, simply holding up a camera. That's it. That's the power and, of video. And whether you are a civil rights advocate, whether you are interested in doing what I do, the most important thing is to make recording or taking pictures normal again. You walk under no less than 600 cameras a day. It is the norm. It is the norm. But see, I'm starting to think that it's not the camera, that it's the guy holding the camera, right? Because cameras are not taboo. There's no place you can go in America except rural America. 
and you're going to pass through cameras and get to rule America. Make it the norm. Just exercise your First Amendment by as much as possible using your cell phone, using your camcorder, using your, your, your Nikon or whatever device you use. Make it the norm. Let people see that, hey, we take pictures. So when a person like me walks into a government facility, it's no different from, look, I remember, I remember a day where, you know, it used to be taboo to be outside somewhere smoking a cigarette. People didn't want people to see them smoking. It became the norm. It's no big deal. It can be the same thing with cameras. Make it the norm, exercise your right, use it for whatever you use it for. I can't tell you what to use your camera for, but just make it the norm and understand the power and the creativity that you have with this. All of my videos, I edited, I did. They're not the best, but it's all, I did it. I learned to do it just by my imagination that this camera gives me imagination. Love it. Is there any parting thing that you'd want to say? Anything, any kind of encouragement? Any, um, let's say a, a young guy um, is thinking on basically getting, I don't know if you're getting into the video production business or simply using his phone to affect change. And obviously that phone is a permanent record, a video recorder. Mm -hmm. Is there anything, encouragement that you want to give them? Um, so again, using the power of video. Yeah, absolutely. Don't turn your camera into a liar. Let your camera speak the truth. Let it speak the truth. You know, don't don't make it a liar. There's no need for, you know. Um, when you press record, you have two options. To release the video or not release the video. If you're not happy with what you recorded, don't edit it to turn it into a lie. Just wait till the next time. You know, so don't 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 hurt photographers by using your cameras to tell lies. Because you as a photographer may not do what I do, but what I do can affect what you do. All because I have a camera. Again, it's that uniform thing. I don't see the person, I see the uniform. I don't see the person, I see you have a camera. And the last guy had a camera, he did all his bad stuff with the camera, so you must gonna do the same thing. So just don't use your camera to tell lies. Let the camera speak the truth. It'll do that without any help from you. So Nick, how do how do if someone wants to get in touch with you? Because I'm, I'm I'm sure at some point in your career you're gonna write a book. That's a, that's my prediction. <laughs> well, I talk it and they write it, but I still can't understand the whole purpose. Of it. How can you type with both hands? That's unnatural to me. I would never get it. I'm done trying to learn. I just don't understand how you can type with both hands. So I won't be the one writing the book, but absolutely I would talk it. <laughs> How does somebody get in touch with you um, if if they want to learn more about what you do and um, maybe they'll, they'll attend the big Nick School of Accountability here down in Southwest Florida? Well, unfortunately, I'm not Twitter savvy yet, so unfortunately, I'm not on Twitter. I know I need to get on Twitter, but it took me forever to get on Instagram. So you can go to Instagram and it's Big Nick South Florida Accountability on Instagram. And it's the same on YouTube, Big Nick South Florida Accountability. So I'm going to wrap this interview up with Big Nick. We're here in Southwest Florida. We're in uh, Fort Lauderdale. And, uh, and Nick, that's basically the power of uh, a video. Well, uh, the scenery was great. The atmosphere was nice. The company was awesome. 
But the background, sorry, folks. <laughs> As we hear the car horn beep right in the background. <laughs> right on cue. All right, thanks, Nick. I appreciate it. Thank you. And we're shaking hands. That was painless. <laughs>